0: Aloha! Welcome to Succeed with Soul. I'm Natasha Lindor, your guide to gathering the courage to be who you really are. Get ready to lead, love, and live on your terms. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. These words of Martin Luther King Jr. are a reminder of the fact that it is easy when things are going the way they normally do for you to go with the flow and enjoy life and make decisions. But it's those times when we are challenged, when we feel compromised, that. To help define us, that help shape us so we can learn and grow from life's challenges. And I know firsthand that honoring your truth, speaking your truth, living from your truth, and acting from your truth can be really tough and sometimes downright ugly. You know, life throws some unexpected curveballs your way. And that's why I partnered with Lisa Mitchell, communications expert, a few months ago. We uh, got brought together to to talk about things other than the d- the difficulties in life, but we ended up coming together during the time when the Me Too movement was starting. And now that you know the hashtag Times Up and that movement is picking up speed, and there are so many men and women working to make sure that there is not another Me Too. I wanted to make sure that you had the tools in this Pain Into Power series to help you learn and grow from life's challenging triggers with grace so you can be more than your pain and actually enjoy your life. So let's get into it.
1: Today's episode is going to be, you're going to kind of get to take a ride with my friend Natasha Lindor and I. and I'm going to just preface this by saying that we don't exactly know where this is going to go just yet. <laughs> and, um, and it's not at all what, what we had expected. For, for those of you watching and those of you listening, I just want to um, request that you extend grace to us as, as we um, get into this conversation. It's going to help so many people that are listening and watching. And um, thank you for, for being brave and helping me be brave. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes and how what we share today is going give, to um, give people the tools that they need to show up in the room, um, their most confident clued in self in any situation. That's really my core mission um, with everything that I do with the People Reader and Power Body Language is, is helping people feel really good about how they're showing up in a room. And I know that, that your story is going help to them, help them do that. And they're going to walk away with some actionable tips today um, that regardless of what their story is they can use it
0: to help build their own success. I know that it's going to be some magic that happens here because anytime you've got two conscious, amazing women together in the same virtual space stuff, (laughs) amazing stuff comes up. So yeah.
1: And it's been, it's been so fun to already see that. So, um, just for the background here for the listeners in the, in the audience. So Natasha and I were introduced by um, a mutual friend who actually does work with both of us. And she was like, Oh, you guys are, you're on the same page. You need to connect. And so we were lucky enough to be introduced and um, jumped on a call, and, and Natasha's living um, in Hawaii now, so we we kind of have to coordinate some schedules. Um, but we jumped on a call, and it was just kind of serendipitous of of where the conversation went. And we mapped out: okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do podcasts together, and and you're gonna be a guest on the People Reader, and I'm gonna be a guest on yours, and and this is what we're gonna talk about. And then. <laughs> And then that changed. (laughs) Yeah. And then, but I, I love, like, I'm so just grateful for, for the path that we've already taken. And I appreciate you so much because we, our next step was to kind of do a joint planning session. And, and in the meantime, from our first conversation to the second conversation, the hashtag me too happened. Um, and, and all of the, the kind of uproar and just awareness and, um, that the heavy, heavy presence of sexual harassment and abuse and, um, molestation and assault being just in the collective conscious, I think yeah. of, of, just everything. And, uh, and Natasha and I both came into our planning call, um, honestly a little off balance. I, I, I felt, and i I'll, Natasha, I'll let you speak for yourself, but I felt kind of distracted and, um, I, I shared, I really like hadn't gotten anything done that week. As far as creatively, I hadn't really done any content. I was just really, oh, yeah. just kind of spinning on this, on this whole um, conversation and awareness and just the the magnitude of the victimization that was coming, coming to light um, in the time between our two conversations. What, what was that? What was your mindset coming into into that conversation, Natasha?
0: So similar to you, like I was literally like, okay, we're gonna talk about our respective like expertise, you know, and, um, but then when I was seeing all the Me Too posts, for me, it was a, uh, it brought up like, wow, people are getting stuff out and a conversation is happening. Because I'm in a different space than I had been like even a year and a half ago. So you'd mentioned that I'm here in Hawaii. And as soon as I got here in um, probably like a week into, a couple weeks into being here, I had some really awful memories of childhood, sexual abuse, physical abuse, and emotional abuse come up. And I've been healing through all of that in the last year and a half. And so when I'm seeing these posts, I'm seeing it from being... I don't want to say like on the other side, because I feel like healing is always like in a process, but I feel like I'm in a different place than I was before. And I remember when I was going through the healing, when I had these memories, these disturbing memories coming up, you know, when I'm falling asleep, when I'm trying to be intimate with my husband, you know, like all of this stuff, like feeling myself shut down. So when all that stuff would come up, I was like, man, this is really shitty. You know, like I remember going through a phase of not being able to create, like at the time, I mean, I'm running my business. When we moved here to Hawaii, I was like, we're going big in the business. My husband and I were like, okay, we're starting our life in this ideal place for us, our version of paradise. We had big vision of what was going to happen. And then within a couple of weeks, it totally shifted in terms of what, um, yeah, it was just, Physically, like physical stuff came up. Um, you know, I found a lump in my breast, and you know, so it's a whole. I went on this whole journey of like how trauma can show up in the body, how it can affect my your creativity. Like for me, I had to, I took most of this year off in terms of doing work because I got to the point that it just became so much in terms of the healing. I had to make my healing a priority and. It was really hard to like, even though technically on the calendar, there was open space and there was time to like handle everything, right. just heart space wise, mind space wise, soul space wise, there was not space to be creative. And so I took this time to to heal. And I remember when I, I'd worked with a whole, my whole team, my whole healing posse, you know, I had um, a therapist and a coach and a, so a spiritual healer as well. That I was working with, and when I kept feeling intuitively that I needed to lean back, the logical part of me was like, "Wait a minute, what sense does this make?" I had um, I was in a high end mastermind for the business, and was investing in all these things to grow the business. You know, working with a media company, like all these really amazing, logically right things to do to grow the business, and they felt aligned. They felt good to me. I was working with people I was into, but this this stuff was coming up for a reason and i knew that i had to honor it for and i had to trust i knew that you know i i I remember telling my coach i know this isn't happening for shits and giggles like i have been very clear that i'm here to help people i'm here to help people and i'm um here to serve and however that ends up showing up it's it's going to show up in that way you know and 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 i'm i'm up for it whatever it is even though it felt like crap you know and i remember yeah. telling my therapist i was like you know does this mean i need to go be a therapist does this mean i i'm off on the wrong path and now i'm supposed to heal and now go get go back to school and be a psychologist and whatever and one of the things that she said to me that brought me so much comfort is that um it isn't about me shifting to a different path it's what i will create space for as a result of my healing mm. and you know i i love
1: terrible. that i love that so i want to just i want to i want to sit on that point just for a moment because a couple of things came up for me as you as you were sharing your story um first of all me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like so much of your story really really um it really resonates with me um my my trauma kind of showed up in a in a different way as far as my memories of it and, and the duration that I've been having an awareness of it. Um, but it, it sounds like we also share the characteristic of being fairly um, stereotypical Type A's, where if you just you can just work your way through it, mm-hmm. right? Like like you don't have to really heal or you don't really have to process, just work through it. So I just I want to acknowledge you for just kind of pressing pause for a minute and being like no, I'm going to actually do the work. Um, I'm going to do the work to heal from it because I don't, I don't know that I fully have to be perfectly candid. I don't feel like I've really even necessarily started that process to the point of like, other than managing through it or managing Mm -hmm. around it. Um, so I appreciate the inspiration and you being candid and saying, Hey, you know, like I had to kind of call a timeout on my ambition and, and my timeline and, regardless of the team of people I had that were expecting things of me, like I had to care for yeah, me first. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you tell us a, a little bit about how, um, you mentioned kind of your, your first instinct was okay. Now, now what do I need to do with this? Right. Like yeah. how do I use this? But it's, it came to the idea of holding space. Can you, um, because that was a relatively new concept for me in the last year was this idea of holding space. Um, for people. Can you kind of share with the listeners and the viewers what, what that concept is
0: about? So in terms of, you know, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship, whether it's even holding space for yourself, it's, it's a, just being okay with what is. And I'm not saying like being okay with what is like, oh, whatever. I'm going to be like, I'm not going to care. And I'm just going to like give up and just let myself go or let this other person go. It's not like that. It's like just honoring whatever comes and not feeling there has to be an agenda. Like things have to be a certain way. Um, not feeling you have to heal at a, certain, at a certain pace. I remember I even had my so my therapist build in like six month cycle. So the first six months and then I was like, okay, great. I'm, I've got in my head six months. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Six months came and I was like, mm, I'm not sure that I'm ready to stop working with you but i was like i can't do another let's just do month to month i can't have it in my head like this deadline of this time and then it ends and then i'm still feeling like i need more you know right so letting go like being okay like having compassion and being like okay it's been six months this is where i'm at and that's it letting go of any judgment of whether that's good or bad fast ahead of time you know um, because in our society, there's especially like school, work, it's milestones. It's right. you're in this position for two years and you move on to this. You learn this skill and then you graduate to this next thing. And there's not really this in, the, in our culture, not a, um, a pause and be in the experience. It's more like rushing through the experience to get to the next thing. And... By just holding space for yourself and being like, you know, what whatever this is right now, it's okay. I don't, I don't, might not get it. I might not get what you're going through, what, you know, he's going through, but it's okay. It's because you need to have this experience to get to whatever's on the other side. And, the, and the, it's, it's a big part of faith because we don't know, you know, I didn't, if I knew like how I would be feeling, cause I feel like so much at peace and so much lighter. And so, like when I was reading these posts, I f- was feeling so much love and compassion. And like I really, truly felt my heart with the people's posts that I was reading. Um, I don't trust me. I don't think that you know a year and a half before this, I think I really would have uh, been true. I think I just would have had a different experience, you know. Right. And so I was able to, by holding space for myself during that those times. I was able to hold space for these, the post people's posts that I was reading. And even through my healing journey, as I met people through yoga and whatever, I was astonished. I thought that I was like some rare anomaly that as an adult, old stuff comes up from out of nowhere. Right. But more people I talked to, they're like, oh yeah, I had an experience like seven years ago, you know, stuff from childhood. It just randomly came up. I started a new job and something randomly came up and I was like, wow, this stuff is coming up for a reason, you know, like for us to, to heal, but you need to have to give it the space that it needs without being, not having a prescriptive agenda of how it needs to go. Yeah. It doesn't need to go any other way. Well, it it needs to go.
1: And I love that you were able to, to press pause and create that time, but I'm going to, you know, from a, from a devil's advocate standpoint right now, Natasha, like what if I'm, you know, if, if I'm one of these millennial women who are hustling to build their career and, and every, every minute counts. And there's an expectation on me every single day. And I have, you know, I, I can say me too, or I have, yeah. I have this, this trauma come up for me. Um, Maybe it's been in my awareness. Maybe it's, it's a new awareness for me and I can't, I can't press pause and, and have a team to help me heal. And you know, what, what advice can you, can you give from the space that you work in and and what you've learned in your journey? Um, you know, it's, it's great for you that you could create that time, but if if I have to keep showing up in my
0: life every day as is, then what? Totally. That is such a great question because everyone's somewhere different in terms of their work, their lifestyle, their family dynamics. So wherever you are, here's a a couple of specific things that you can do. So yoga is, um, it's a physical, you know, there's all different types of yoga practices out there. For me, kundalini yoga, it's known as the yoga of awareness. And that practice helped me so much in terms of transforming and shifting energy. And the beautiful thing about it is that, um, It is, it helps you heal without necessarily the talk therapy, you know, without talking things out. Like there are times during class where I would cry, like, you know, like just it's not like I was thinking about a thing. I'm sure it was like emotions or, you know, and even if you don't do Kundalini yoga, I've had. Um, some friends who teach like vinyasa or like other types of yoga classes and they've said like how people will just randomly, they'll be in pigeon pose, which opens up the hips and a lot of emotion is held up. I have
1: I have cried on more than one occasion during hip openers. Like it just, yeah. just shows up and I'm like, what is, what is going on with me? <laughs> yes. I am so- usually like a very emotionally balanced. <laughs> I, I, I don't crack easily when it comes to tears to and uh but yeah, I've been, I've been completely
0: just wrecked on yeah. more, than, more than one session. And that's so good, that's, that needed to get out, you know, yeah. and, just, and just to know you don't have to like analyze or dissect, like if that happens, honor, honor what's happening. So like if you're a really busy schedule person, then add yo- a yoga practice into your, you know, maybe switch out if you normally do a run or cardio or whatever for a few months, just, just focus on a yoga practice. I highly, highly recommend checking out Kundalini yoga just because of, it's a technology. Um, it's not like a regular yoga practice. I'd never heard of it before. Actually, my therapist recommended to me and it's like amazing um, in terms of efficiency. Like for, for us people, <laughs> right, <laughs> for we, we got to heal and get on with this, right? Because we have stuff to do. Yeah, you know, so it, it allows you to like slow down for that hour or whatever and just like just the techniques and the flow of the class and the and all of that is and it and it helps with your career stuff as well because there's like subtle things that happen with your brain and neural pathways and stuff like that. So, um, so that's one thing. Another thing is community. Mm. So, so many times, especially with stuff like this, there's all this shame and like, how do I say this? Or is this even true? Or, um, I, this is, this is from so long ago. Why do I need to even bother with this? Or I just need to just push on. I have all these deadlines or I want to get promoted next year. I've got goals. Don't let that shame, don't shut that shame out with these excuses, you know, it can seem really valid because these are all very honorable goals to get promoted and whatever. And
1: I, I think, I think too, like when you, when you have something come up or, or something is in your awareness, that's a a trauma, um, in whatever format it takes, it's, uh, it's so freaking isolating, you know, like I, one of the things I appreciate and I'm, I'm sad about it and I'm outraged about it. But, but one of the things I'm out, you know, appreciative of with the, with the me too movement is it just demonstrates that, you know what, I'm not the only one mm-hmm. like it. Cause when you, when you go through some sort of trauma like that, and I certainly am, I'm not speaking for everyone, just the people that I, I know that have experienced it, which is far too many people you feel like until you can, until you can kind of see around that shame and and have the bravery to find your voice in whatever way, whether it's it's telling your story with me too or disclosing to a friend, you're not on you're on an island by yourself and you feel like I am the only person that has ever felt this way or I am the only person that has ever experienced this type of abuse or I'm the only person who has ever been in a harassment situation like this in my workplace. You know, you feel like it's my fault. Yeah, I'm lacking in some way or I've I've perpetuated this or invited this into my life in some way. And and now my my punishment is that now I suffer alone. Um, And that is debilitating.
0: It is. Absolutely. It is. It's paralyzing. I mean, who we're meant to be socially connected like, you know, soul connected, like feeling you want a connection with somebody else, you know, Um, and to feel alone, it's really tough. And that's why some of the practices I feel like, um, like a a yoga practice or a meditation practice, it helps you at least get connected to yourself and find honor for yourself. So if you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody else, you're not at that pace space yet, start with yourself, start showing yourself some compassion and love. And, and um, an app that I really love for busy people is Headspace. Um, there's a good, there's so many apps out there. I mean, this is one of the things I love about tech, I have a, you know, kind of love hate relationship with technology. But one of the awesome things about technology these days with, their, with um, apps, you can, there's so many different ones that um, for meditation that make it easy, and you don't have to know, know how to meditate. You can like listen to something or right. be in nature or whatever and get connected to yourself. So then you will get guided to the right answers for you. And I know that sounds maybe like kind of out there, but the, the, the one thing that I realized through my healing journey, cause I remember, I remember one day sitting in the park, And I was like, okay, I'm just sitting in the park here. And I had this feeling to like go check out um, the schedule at my yoga studio. So I checked it out and there was a class, this yin yoga class, never taken it before, read the description of it. And I felt like I need, I just had this feeling like I just need to go to this class. It started in 15 minutes, but I was like, all right, I'm trusting myself. I'm, I'm committed to like being connected to myself here. So I went to that class. As I walked into the class, the teacher with like a minute to spare <laughs> um, the teacher had um, this bowl where you ha- you pick out your um, these cards inside the bowl, and mine was understanding mm. and I was like, huh you know and so throughout the class and that class, I ended up going to that class every week for several months and it ended up just being set- it, it was exactly what I needed so just when you're when as you're getting more connected to yourself, you're gonna to start to hear or get ideas or feel inspired to do things or somebody's name might pop in your head. You might call that person or reach out to that person. It turns out maybe they have the same thing or maybe they have some way able to support you. It's not an exact science.
1: Yeah, so you have to really kind of listen to that intuition and, and kind yes. of follow your gut on what's meant to help you heal or help you connect or... Or someone specific that you need to reach out to, and just instead of arguing, like I, I finally have I've worked a lot this last year on this idea of surrender. Mm, um, that's a good one, right? Okay. Because it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's so hard. I like I like to hold things very tightly, and and anytime I feel like I'm not in control, um, it it just feels like the wheels are off, right? Yeah. Even if it's something small that I'm not in control with, and so this has been like as my awareness has grown. That, that idea of surrender where it's like, oh, no, I'm gonna, my day is going to look like this or this is who I'm going to connect with today. And then I hear that intuition or I feel that tug. And instead of shoving it off or putting it on the shelf, it, it's getting some attention. Now, I'm not perfect. It's still very much like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm keeping my plan for today Universe, you're going to have to wait. (laughs) So you know, like it's so funny because now I can I can kind of feel this push pull, and I think that a lot of people watching this and listening to this are are in a similar space where it's like, no, I my day, like my career only works if I follow my plan to a T, or my day only feels right to me. Yeah, if if it's comfortable and predictable, and I'm in control.
0: Totally, like it's it's it is a learned behavior in terms of what we're told you know you follow this program for four years and you will get this degree like if you deviate and create I mean most some schools you can create your own major but generally speaking you pick a track and that's what you do you know right um and so we're trained but there is so much peace in listening to your inner guidance that is the biggest time management time saving stress reduction self-love like happiness booster tip I have is listening to your own intuition because someone listening to this, they might be like, Oh, okay, great. Natasha did these things. I'm going to find a way to like take all this time off from work or whatever. Maybe that's not going to work for you. Like that. It's a matter of like listening to what your own inner guidance is and trusting it. Like sometimes trust me when I decided to take time off, I really struggled with it. I actually, um, had to have a conversation with my business coach and I was like, listen, this is what I am being, Feeling I really need to do, my heart is in it, my gut is in it, but my head is like will not shut up about how this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so having that conversation with her, with her was so awesome because she was like, "Listen, Natasha, she, she I had to hear from her, the expert, somebody who's like helped a bunch of people with their businesses." Her perspective that helped my mind. Literally, after I talked to her, I immediately just felt like this light weight, this weight lifted off of me.
1: Well, and that's a great point that you bring up because I think that so many people, um, like it, it may not even be an, an unwillingness to surrender and maybe they know exactly what they need to do, but they feel like they need permission,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. Like, whatever
0: it, you need to do to get that permission. Right.
1: Know? And I think it's, it's one of those things where, where I'm like, I'm such a people pleaser and I'm so wired to like, uh, I want I want people to be happy and I want to do what they expect me to do. Not so much now. I used to be really, really bad about, um, gosh, everything had to look just like people expected it to look or it was wrong. Like, forget what I wanted or what I felt, right? It oh, was, yeah. Was I meeting the expectations of, of everybody else? And I wish like 15 years ago, I, I would have clued in and said, no, that's really not how this goes, right? And that's part of the reason why I, I love having this outlet and, and being able to help. Um, you know, specifically millennial women that are kind of in, in this space and feeling maybe that initial pressure of, okay, you've gone to college or you've, you've checked your boxes. Um, you know, as you say, you checked a bunch of boxes and, and I did. I checked and, those boxes <laughs> and climb the corporate ladder and, and fell right in line with probably what other people thought, um, your, your day and your life should look like. And I, I just, I wish I would have had the, the guidance and the support and the bravery to be
0: like, to declare independence sooner. Um, but you know what, in terms of like the timing, I think like the, the timing that you're doing, this is the perfect right timing. You know, when we think about like the people that are list, the women listening to this, you know, like your timing is exactly on time for these women.
1: Yeah. Good Yes. Good point. Thank you for that encouragement. <laughs> I, I just love talking to you just because you're such a great, you're such a light for me, you know? So, um, and I, I know that the listeners and the viewers are getting that same experience. So I, I just really appreciate you. I want to just review real quickly because I think, um, you know, kind of the, the overarching theme of this is, gosh, you know, over, over half, you know, half a million people saying Me Too in less than a week, right? Like this is not an isolated incident. There are a lot of, of women and men and um, of all different ages, races, backgrounds, socioeconomic structures that are finding themselves having this, this um, trauma and whether actively taking up their headspace or, or revealing itself or somewhere in the archives maybe yet to surface. Um, and I, I love you had made it when we had talked last time you've, you, you made the statement that, um, you know, everyone is going to have pain, but suffering is optional. And can you explain a little bit about yeah how, to, how you frame it like that and, and how we can use that, um, to kind of move forward?
0: Yeah. Like so many, I feel like, the disney movies no offense to disney but you know <laughs> a lot of the disney movies paint this fairy tale picture that life is always amazing but the reality is that we're here in and like having this human experience so you can experience the range of emotions like i have not met one person who's never been sad disappointed frustrated scared lonely like and the people who who might not have their emotions turned on might feel that and learned at an early age like that's not okay so they like stuff it down i know i definitely was raised that way like crying was not you know my dad was like oh no don't cry you know like it's not it's not great you know (laughs) but it's 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 a real emotion so we are meant to feel this range of emotion including pain so knowing having the understanding like okay pain is okay it's, right. It's, it's unavoidable.
1: It's, yeah. It's
0: part of what we get is you know, when we enter this world is like, all right, I mean, even think about it, even the during more uh during birth. I mean, you're a mom. It was was it painful, like the experience uh, of the worst. Birth? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Indescribable, amazing outcome, but holy crap, no. <laughs> yeah. I always joke about it. I don't know how people ever decide to do that more than once.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, So like, even the way that we come into the world, there's pain, physical pain that comes in with it, but the suffering doesn't have to be there. The suffering ends up happening when we start to make judgments of, you know, oh, this is bad, or I shouldn't be feeling this way. I know for me, when I was healing, when I was focused on how bad this was, I I would focus on like, oh my gosh you know, talking to my parents about it or their reactions or, you know, the fact that, you know, my husband is witnessing this, me in this amazing, awful, like emotional state, like all this judgment of like, that's when the suffering was really happening. But then when I started to shift it and be like, okay, this is, this is what I'm experiencing. Not that I was like, oh, yay, this is what I'm experiencing. But then I could just cry and, and, and have the emotions move through, be mad, be ang- you know, have the anger, resentment, feel all of that stuff. And then it moved, you know, kind of moves through me, transforms into something lighter. Like I literally feel like there's this space that I didn't even know. It's not like I walked around before this happened and I was like, oh, this heavy weight on me. I realized some really deep shit. You know, one of the things is that um, – I realized I created this business for that little girl who didn't have that emotional connection because like a big part of my work isn't just helping people be successful. Like I'm really adamant about helping them find who is really inside so you can truly be happy yeah. along with the success. So I had this big epiphany from in through this healing process of why I really created. Before that I would have said well, I was that person who was in that soul-sucking job and I know it doesn't have to be that way and I hired my own coach to help me find a relationship and that's one of the reasons that I started this business to help other people, other achievers be able to have a life that they love. But then I through this healing, I realized where my work is coming from from a much deeper place of of healing. And yeah, it's 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 just a uh the pain is going to be there and recognizing that, Hey, it's okay. You don't have to suffer, especially if you reach out to people, you connect to yourself. There's so many, um, and especially now that there's people out there, you know, talking about their experience and everyone's going to be in different stages of where they are in terms of their healing. But to recognize that, and I, I had someone tell me this when I was in the process of my own healing and she said, Natasha, you know, you're not just healing for yourself. Mm. You are healing the generations before you and you're healing for the generations after you. And I remember when I saw those posts and I'm getting like goosebumps right now. When I saw those posts, I really realized the weight of what she was talking about because yeah. I was, if I hadn't gone through this healing, I would have definitely, yeah, I'd be, I, I don't know like I just felt a connection to these stories and to these women yeah. and I felt like yeah I feel the weight of what I of this time of this past time
1: well and I think I think it's so great that you share that because I I'm I'm feeling and I'm seeing you know just like you I'm reading I'm reading this you know scrolling through the hashtags on on Twitter and on Facebook and hearing these stories and I feel like there's a lot of A lot of people and at various stages of their career trying to trying to do life while still figuring out, okay, like so this this experience, this this trauma has happened to me. I'm still I still have to do my life. And and I think that the feeling I get from from it is is kind of twofold. I get that there's um some relief, Mm. like just that collective kind of outbreath of you know, just yeah. like finally, like finally, I have a, a, a timing and an outlet to to share this experience, right? To start getting rid of that shame and start getting rid of that, and then I feel like the other kind of the the other feeling or vibe I get is now what? Like yeah. now, how do how do I use this? You know, how do I prepare, How do I use all of this? in a way that tells me it was meant for something greater or that it was meant to serve me in some way because I, I think I don't get a feeling of hopelessness mm-hmm. I, and I don't feel that way about my own experience. I, I don't feel like it was just pain for the sake of being pain. I feel like it was it like in my case, I feel like really similar to your story with the clients that I work with and, and the business that I do and helping people show up as, as confident included I think it's really allowed me to have a level of empathy Mm -hmm. and and to really feel what my clients are feeling when they feel unworthy and when they feel uncertain and when they feel, um, like they don't belong somewhere. I feel like I, I have a deeper level of compassion and empathy for them in, in that space because of where I've, where I've been and what I've experienced, um, so what would be, how do you see other than, than them holding space for themselves and for others, how do you see this kind of translating into career or into to greater life and, and kind of turning this trauma almost into, into a
0: tool for them to do something greater? So I think the first thing for the now what, you know, the first thing is to just know that there is, even if you don't believe it 100%, Wherever you are in your journey just to trust that there is purpose in this pain There's total purpose in this pain and so one of the ways that you can relate it to your career So let's so think about what your goal zoom out to think about what your goals are so maybe you want to be a mom or you want to um, Start your own business or you want to um, Find a man wherever you are in terms of like your big goals or even your short-term goals think about what that goal is. Now think about, and here's the thing that people don't recognize about goal setting, because usually it's like you set a goal and then you take a linear path and you go and you do what you need to do to get that goal, right? But this pain that you're experiencing right now, whatever it is, is coming up so you can heal it, so you can get to that next level. There's something for you to learn. Like you were saying, like you've learned this empathy, being able to have compassion for the people that you're working with. In my healing, I am totally showing up with a different level of empathy and lightness and freedom, and this is helping me be creative in my. Never did I think, like, to achieve my business goals, I'm going to have to heal through this old shit coming out randomly (laughs) out of nowhere. Nobody tells you that in college, (laughs) right? No, no. (laughs) We we went to good schools. We have we have real
1: hang on the wall degrees. Nobody ever. Yes, like this was never part of the plan.
0: Totally not, totally not, right, and I I thought, even when I thought that I wanted to go uh, last year, I was like, yeah, I'm going to the next level with my coaching, my coaching school has a master's program, so I was like, okay, I'm probably going to sign up for this class later this year, let me get some momentum with this mastermind that I'm in, so that's what I assumed I was going to do, like this logical way, but then this thing came up, and just trust that whatever you're going through right now, as long as you stay present to it and just come at it where you from where you are you don't need to go and do a gazillion things to, to heal if you don't have the time or if you don't have the space just take a small step maybe it's journaling or um, working with a coach or a therapist or a yoga class or whatever and trust that whatever is coming up is directly support- supporting you to get to that next step Oh, I that love you, that That you want. It is directly supporting you. You And again, don't worry about trying to figure it out. Cause I, like I told you, I almost drove myself crazy and I was like, wait, I'm supposed to go back to school now. I can't with what I have right now. I can't be a therapist. I have to go back to school and study for more things. And then I was like, okay, wait, <laughs> let's back up here. Yeah. Not, well, and that's what it is, what it might be.
1: I think that that's kind of a common theme, especially, you know, for people like, like the, the listeners in the audience, it's, it's we we want to work our way out of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, okay, instead of taking a pause to to heal this, I'm going to sign up for another class, or I'm going to get more <laughs> education, or I'm going to build another program, or I'm going to help more clients, or, you know, I, like, that's what I do. I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't sound very appealing, and that's not comfortable for me, so I'm going to just outwork this pain, right? Yeah. And, and what I'm learning is that it it, it will catch up with you. Yes. And, and, and it and will show you, up again. Right. And it's, and it's going to be when it's even more convenient, less convenient than had you just dealt with that when it came up before. So I just, I, I thank you so much for sharing, sharing your story and your heart. First of all, because I know that this is, um, it, it's been a, a crazy couple of weeks and, um, wherever you are in your healing process or your awareness process it's just know that you are not on an island and that there are there are many 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 of us saying me too um, and and that we will do our best to hold space um, for ourselves and for others as they walk through their healing process um, we as natasha mentioned we encourage you to find community um, find the your your other people that can help whether it's it's a team of people that can help um, in a structured way or just somebody to sound off to and, and sit with you through this and, and walk um, through your healing process. Get connected to yourself, whether it's through through yoga or meditation or journaling. Um, just do take small steps. No, you aren't going to fix it. You aren't going to, don't put an arbitrary timeline on yeah. on when you need to be fixed or um, how many sessions or how much time, because um, as Natasha mentioned, it doesn't, doesn't work that way but you you need to just start start doing something small um and just know uh, ultimately if you don't get anything else out of out of this the show just know um that there is a purpose in your pain and that you can you can use the trauma and, and pain is is gonna find you but um suffering is not is not mandatory. It's, it's something you can move beyond. And if you want to find out more about me, um, powerbodylanguage.com is, is where I'm at. Um, the, the course is live. If you want to learn more about showing up in the room as your most confident include himself, you can go to slash courses. And if you liked what you hear today, if you want to engage more in the conversation, I'd love for you to leave um, a rating and a review on iTunes and connect with us there. Share it out to your friends. Um, this is, this is, this one of all the ones I've done, I think is, um, the most difficult and, and one that I appreciate the most. Natasha, thank you for being a partner in this with me. And we actually, guys, this is really cool because this is, this is the first for, for the People Reader Show. Um, and for Natasha as well, we actually are making this a two-part series. So, um, we are going to have part two coming up soon as well. Um, we're going to kind of flip the host position. So Natasha will be, um, will be hosting me, uh, but we will be linking and kind of cross-referencing everything. So you can get part one, uh, and part two of the conversation. So, so stay tuned, um, keep following along and until next time, um, keep showing up being, being confident and courageous.